Hello everybody and welcome to episode 10 of the Bruce and the Brew Ha Ha's with me, Cassandra Melody. Hope you're all doing well. Happy American Thanksgiving for those who are in the States. It happened last Thursday, but just still want to, you know, recognize y'all and say, hope you had a great time with friends and family and happy uh, Indigenous People Awareness Month as well. Just going to recognize our Native brothers and sisters and their history and everything that they've done to enable us to live in like North America and um, all the Aboriginal peoples around the world. So starting off on a real positive note, really excited to be here. Uh, you know, I guess let's address the, the, the giraffe in the room because the elephant has been getting way too much attention lately. And the fact that I did not post an episode last week. Ugh. So there are many reasons, but high level, I was like, okay, I'm going to record on Sunday like I normally do, have it ready for Monday morning. And when Sunday came, I couldn't do it. I'll explain a little bit more after. So I said, okay, on Monday, I didn't do it Sunday. Let me do it Monday. And Monday evening, I was like, no, I can't do this. Tuesday, I'm like, fine, I'll do it Tuesday. It'll be fine. Nope, couldn't do it Tuesday. So basically up from like Sunday to like Wednesday, I kept telling myself I would do it and just do like a late episode so that there would be like almost two within a week. But my mind, body and spirit were not having it. I was having the worst time ever. So from last week's episode, talking about uh, resilience, the idea of being resilient. And I said I was going to come back and talk about fine-tuning my resilient playlist. And I hope that you've had a chance to develop your own resilient playlist. Um, I have not fine-tuned mine. I've kept it the same, but I did think about it actually during, well, right after that podcast, I thought about it and said, you know, I do this, I do that, I do the other, and I think it's pretty good. But as the week progressed, um, I had alluded to making quite a few tough life choices in the next few weeks or next few months I should say and things that are happening to me and you know then we had a time change and I'm someone who's highly impacted by SAD if you don't know what SAD is it's seasonal effectiveness disorder it's something that I have not been diagnosed with but as soon as I heard the term I knew that this was something that has impacted me and this is when I was a lot younger every time there's a change in season especially when we're going from fall to winter, I have about a two to three week period where I'm just sad. Like I am a miserable person I find. I try to focus on certain things and I can't find joy in a lot of stuff. But on top of that, being so busy with work, I'm in the process of like changing jobs technically, but I'm in my new role, but I'm still doing my old role. So it's like double duty every day. And then these life choices that I alluded to have been happening and, you know, they change from day to day and it's really been making me a little sad, you know, there's some big things and in the new year, I'll be able to share what those are a little bit more once the dust has settled, but it's really, really, really been impacting me. But if you don't know what sad is, like I said, I said seasonal affective disorder, it happens when the season changes, specifically when it's from winter, sorry, fall or let's say summer, fall to like winter, it's called winter blues. And like I've had it my whole life. And in addition to just feeling down the daylight savings time ending, uh, the day being dark by two o'clock in the fucking afternoon and, and like um, other things like, you know, it just I just don't really have the will to really engage with much. And last weekend when I was going to record the podcast, actually, what was funny is it was also a rainy weekend. It was super cold. I was looking outside and I was just like, oh, my God, like I just can't. And 
as much as I have my resilient playlist to kind of get through these things, sometimes like, you know, you're human and like the things just impact you. So if you want to know more, go to psychology today. That's where I uh, get a lot of information from when it comes to different disorders or anything in that realm. So it's, pretty, it's obviously like a really known tool, very resourceful and, um, you know, uh, it's, it's there to help you as well. So with having said, and like I said, I haven't been formally diagnosed, but you don't need to diagnose me with this. Um, they actually say that females are more at risk of developing this, which is funny enough because I know a lot of women who in the past few weeks have really just been to themselves. And I think I've just allowed people to have that space because I too was kind of going through that. But you know, all in all, I didn't record the podcast. I don't feel like I failed on my commitment to record it because I feel like I had a very human moment of just a lot of stuff is happening right now and I have to sometimes take stock and take care of myself and if I need a weekend where I'm just like I can't focus on any of this right now then I'm going to do that so that's where we're at with that but I don't want to keep on a sad note so I'm going to make this on a high note for today's episode and I'm really talking about some of my favorite times in my late teens and I think early 20 early well, no, not early mid to late 20s maybe up into my 30s um of my party lifestyle because I feel like let's get on a high let's get happy and let's be positive and you know keep it up there because having that momentum is great so let's get started so as you know each week we always start with our brew and today's brew is a Grapefruit Rattler from Schaffenhaverschen. It's a very great beer. I've never actually, <laughs> that's what people say and I've never had it before. But Schaffenhaverschen is pretty interesting. Um, so I'm going to spell that for you because you'll understand why I can't say this word. I do not speak German. Um, I wish I did. But let me actually try it. it the problem is the O. So it's S-H-O with two dots above it. Uh, I forget which other language I've seen like that. And then it's F-F-E-R-H-O-F-E-R. Maybe I'm saying it too rough. I, I don't know. I just feel like the German language comes across very like... Hmm. So it's a grapefruit rattler. You know, we're going to keep it on a high. I'm going to have one of my favorite types of drinks, which is a grapefruit rattler. Because, you know, it is pink, grapefruity, orange, zesty, mm, juicy, amazing. It's a wheat beer mix. And this is imported directly from Germany. This beer is available in Canada, the US and Europe. I know that for a fact because we actually get this imported from Germany. And when I was doing my research, I did see that it came from, um, that, sorry, it was available in the States as well. So there you go. But and the company who produces it is, I'm going to say DAB, uh, Dortmunder Aktien Brocha. I think Dortmunder is a city or Dortmunder is a city. Aktien, I don't know what that means. And then Brucher, may, maybe it's brew house or something like that. B-R-A-U-E-R-E-I. <laughs> I like the pause because I'm like, okay, what is this? But anyways, it's a light and fruity beer. If you've had a Rattler, you know the Rattler. I'm not going to go into it. Like, this is a big box kind of beer, but it's produced produced by the brand Dab. So I don't know if you've ever had Dab beer. Dab beer and I have a bit of a history. Um, <laughs> we'll talk about that sometime. But um, I'm it's a decent beer. They have quite a few variations within that Dab line specifically. And you have to have a really specific, there's a real specific one that I did like, but sometimes I get confused with the way the other can looks because they're very similar, but it's like two different tastes completely. So if you can try it, but let's get started and let's just do a little taste test because that's what we do here. Oh my God. Fuck my life. Okay. So 
Wow. This one's actually very sweet. I don't know. I don't know about this. I like a Rattler, but I like a Rattler to have that lime or citrus element, like the lemon-lime one. And the accords in here are grapefruit and orange zest, and that makes it way too sweet for me. And then it has a touch of clove, and I can taste that as well. It's a 50-50 beer versus um, juice, like um, grapefruit juice. I think that's a little too high for me. I definitely need more citrus to kind of get that Rattler mix that I like. And it's only 2.5% alcohol. Well, I guess that's pretty standard. But this is half a mil, not half a mil, 500 mils or half a liter uh, for just under $3 at the LCBO or wherever you get your fine beers. So I don't know. Personally, I'm, let me try this again because I'm not too sure if I like this. Yeah, it's, um, okay, so if you don't like beer, have this. <laughs> because it's so sweet, it doesn't, you can't really taste the beer at all in there. And there's like, it's very light foam on the mouth, actually. And uh, you can taste the orange a lot. I What's funny is like, I smell grapefruit and I taste orange and I taste the clove, which is weird because it's supposed to be 50% grapefruit juice I believe but they're calling it an extra light wheat beer so maybe that's what the problem is that the beer that they're using it's a sh uh, oh that's what it is this Schaffer Hoffer thing is the wheat beer but no I don't know I don't like it too much it's it's not like it's a it's bad I just I don't want to talk anymore anyways <laughs> I'm over it. I'm over it. It's half decent. Would I buy it again? I'm not buying this again. It's not really my style. Like I said, I need something much more citrusy, but you can buy it if you want. Anyways, let's move on to today's brouhaha. Welcome to today's brouhaha. I hope you're doing well and I hope you enjoyed our segment talking about the Schaffer Hafer beer. Um, Schaffer Hafer. It's half decent, but like I said, I'm not getting that again. Anyway, so as I was like taking my little personal reflection time, you know, I was having a lot of karmic energy come to me and I learned a lot about karma and how it sits within your body and certain situations that you have and, um, you know, different things that you go through are just through your genealogy. And it's not karma in the sense of stab my back, I stab yours. It's more like things that your parents or family or bloodline has gone through will transmit through you as well or uh, will transfer to you as you go through life. So if you had a parent who, uh, let's just say, had to always help people out, that gene of always helping people out will be within you and it will come and manifest itself in your life. And it might look a little different, but it's still there. And it constantly goes from generation to generation. But when I was thinking about that, like I realized that part of my karmic, I guess, lessons or life is like with my father who's passed away and... My father was a bit of a musician. He was a musician and he had a little bit of a rock star lifestyle. And growing up, I don't think I ever realized how much I liked the party. And I never, ever like realized that it was because of him and his lifestyle. But like, as I got older, I started to realize I'm like, oh shit, like I am so much more like my father than I knew. And like my father and I were pretty estranged for most of my life. In the later years before he passed away, we had reconnected and we're starting to get back that relationship before he passed away. And it's funny because when I talk to him, the times I've spoken to him, I can kind of see little bits of myself. And my mother has always told me, she's like, man, sometimes you act like your father or you look like your father. And it's just funny how it shows up. But I think part of my karmic 
genealogy is definitely this party gene. Like, I mean, it's good. <laughs> I like to have fun. And I know that like I'm that type of person. But at the same time, when you're looking at your, your parent and what they kind of went through in their life and you're looking at yourself, you're just like, damn, like, I didn't think I'd be like that. But anyways, let's go on with my collection of party stories because I have quite a, a few funny ones to talk about. And I'm going to start with when I was like 18, 19, I finished high school. I didn't go to university straight away. I took about two years off to like work and travel and do some uh, community work actually at that time. But in between going to university and college, especially when I was like turning 18, 19, I was still here. I was still in Mississauga at the time. I was still in the GTA. I was living at home and I was the type of person who never, I always had a job. I've always had jobs since I've been 15. I could never be at home and not work. Like having my own money has always been very important to me. Not relying on people has always been very important to me. I never want to ever be in a situation where I'm like, oh, someone's helping me financially. Like, I don't, I'm not that person. Um, I'm not saying I prefer to help someone, but uh, you know, there, there, there's, there's a ebbs and flows to that. But personally for me, I've always been very determined to financially be on my own as much as possible. And sometimes, like I said, well, like I'll say, it's to my own detriment too, because reaching out for help is hard for me. And I've stated that in an earlier podcast of something that I need to work through when I think I was talking about why are people so needy and how I find that to be a weakness. But anyways, let's get back to the story because it's about having fun today. It's it, eh, 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 eh. Anyways, so one of my favorite times when I was younger, 18, 19, like I said, I wasn't in school. I was working, so I had some money on me. And at the same time, like my best friend, Nick, what up? What up, PA? He was also like not working as well. And, uh, you know, we were both just saving money. He was trying to go to New York and actually he did move to New York and went to school there, graduated through acting school. And then um, he's still there right now. We can't wait for him to get back. (laughs) (laughs) I myself was just working and waiting to actually start a program where I was going to be traveling across Canada and volunteering with different communities, which was pretty cool. And I ended up doing that. And I'll talk about that experience later on because uh, there's a lot of good, a lot of good lessons I've learned there. Anyway, so we would also always decide, hey, let's go out, let's go out to the, let's go out and party. So we used to always go to the Gay Village in Toronto. So that's around Church and Wellesley. If you don't know Toronto, that's our, our historic Gay Village. And then there's a few other little pockets now. It's kind of expanded out throughout the city, which is nice. But back in the day, that's where everybody went to not find themselves, but to be themselves. And it was a very open and loving community like it is today as well. But we would like meet up and we'd go out like Friday, I think maybe Thursday, Friday, Saturday, like Nick and I were partying like all the time. We just were like, you ready? Yeah, let's go. And we'd have the greatest time down there and like just meeting people, being social. And I loved it. I loved like being in around that community. That's one of my favorite communities to be around um, till this day. And there's this one time when Nick calls me being the party people that we were, he's like ready to go out. It's like, I'm pretty sure it was like January and it was like, massive snowstorm when I'm talking snowstorm like the highway had so much snow nobody was going anywhere and Nick it's like I'm gonna pick you up but you have to understand where we lived in Mississauga and Nick lives in like central Mississauga and I live like borderline Oakville yeah I was like borderline Oakville at the time yeah that's where I lived okay <laughs> and I'm like you sure he's like yeah so he drives to get me I don't know how long it took him because it probably would have normally taken him like maybe 15 20 minutes Probably took him like 40 minutes to get to me. And then from my house, we go to Toronto, which is like 
You're going across all of Mississauga, all of Etobicoke, all of Toronto to get to downtown. It must have taken us like an hour, hour and a half to get down there. And like there were times where it was like black, like not blackout, but whiteout. If you don't know what whiteout is, it's when there's so much snow that you can't even see. And mind you, this is at night. Whiteouts are such dangerous conditions. Like our asses should have stayed at home. But no, Nick and I, being the troopers that we were, decide we're out. We're doing this. So Nick, being the awesome friend, picks me up because I didn't have a car at the time. And we start our little journey. And I like, I don't even know how we got downtown because it probably took us, like I said, an hour and a half to get there. And then when we get there, you think like, yo, no one's going to be at the club. Like, like who's going to go out? Mm-hmm. Not this community. Everyone was out. And I'm pretty sure we went to five because, <laughs> woo. Oh my God. Five was on Young and Wellesley. And it was such a cool club. Like it had like a main room, little side rooms and whatever. And I just remember us partying, partying and partying and partying and partying. Like we just went all day, all night. Like we just couldn't stop. And back in the day, like we all drank and did whatever and like had a great time. And then I just kind of remember us getting tired, I guess, and then trying to make the trek home. Now that's, that's like another fucking hassle because I don't even know how we got home. Because I know I got home because I'm alive today. <laughs> but again, the roads were not clear. Because when a, back in the time, when there was a ton of uh, snow, the snow plows didn't come out as much as they do now. Now, two centimeters of snow, they're like out and about. Back then, it's like 15, 20. And I'm telling you, that night, the snow was so high. There were tracks in the on the highway, tracks on the streets. And somehow, I think I remember us going down young and then probably catching the highway. And I can't remember anything from there. But that's just one of those times when, to show you, like, I was so serious about my parting. I was like, yes, we're going to risk our lives. We're going to risk your car. We're going to risk everything. And we're going to go out. Like, none of us had sense to be like, you know, let's just chill tonight. We're like, no, we're going out. Everyone who went out that night, shout out to you. It, I think it had to have been on a Wednesday. Because I think we used to go to five on Wednesdays. Because that was a college and university night. And because we were college and university age, we like, we go there. Anyways, so that was five, um, which is pretty cool. But so that's a light story. We're going to progress. <laughs> when I got to university, you know, you think it's time to buckle down. <clears throat> Remember, I went two years after most of my friends. So I was 21 because in Ontario, we still had grade 13. I'm in the last class of grade 13. And I was like 21 at the time when I went to university. Not like I was delinquent, but I had done this program when I was 19 to 20. And then from 2021, I was doing some courses just to get into the right program for university. So I got to university, um, living with my roommates and my roommates are a fucking riot. Like that's a funny story. Cause it was like Tien, who's Vietnamese, Dan, who's like, I guess like Canadian, like white, Andrew, who's like white and Serena, who's like Chinese and she's from Hong Kong. Um, and it was, and then me, Jamaican Canadian. And it was like five people who love to party and would study too. And I was like, oh my God, this is the worst house for me. But we were all like same age. We were all like well, one or two years apart. One, no, about one year apart. And uh, we were all in like different years of school. So I took off two years. And the guys took off one year and the girls went straight after school. So we were all the same age, but in different years, which is kind of different. And it was fun. So at the time, I used to love to go to raves. I was a big raver. I love drum and bass, um, jungle. If you don't know what that is, check it out. I'm like UK garage. I love that kind of stuff. I think it's super cool. Um, the, the downbeat is awesome. Think of like Craig David when you think of garage music or 
garage music as they say it because I say garage because I hate the word garage like when someone's like did you get something from the garage I'm like what where are we like <laughs> garage no garage like that's how we say it like stop anyways side rant but we decide uh so we used to go to a lot of raves stuff like that I used to go to a lot of raves actually and I heard about this rave and I said hey does anybody want to go and my roommates were like yeah so I think it was my roommates a few of my roommates and then to one or two other friends who were going to come with us. And someone had a car. I don't even know who drove down. Oh, Kelsey or Chelsea. What's that girl's name? I had a friend and she was from a small town outside of Ottawa. Very sweet girl. And she had a car and she drove us from Guelph because I went to the University of Guelph uh, to Toronto, downtown Toronto, which is about 45 minutes to an hour. And um, so we get to this club and I think it was at Docks. So... What is the docks called now? Ah, I forgot what the docks is called now. Is it called the docks? No, it's not called the docks. Anyways, when I remember what the club's called now, I'll tell you. But it's a big club. It's the only club that we have in Toronto right now. And we get there and we have like general admission passes, right? So when, whatever, we're like in the crowd. We're doing our thing, doing our thing. Next thing I know, like Serena goes missing. <laughs> Serena is a typical person to go missing. Like she's short. She's super cute. Very, very beautiful girl. Very intelligent. And is be like, yo, where's Serena? So I'm like, fuck it. Let me go find Serena. Because I don't know. Everyone's on shit. Like, I was not on shit. But everyone was on not. And I'm not saying the people I was with were on shit. But everyone was on different shit that night at this party. So I go. I find her. And uh, she's like, hey, come with me. I got us VIP. I was like, what? Mind you, we're like 21, 19. No, 21 and 20 and 19. Because the age range. There's between our group. And she's like, I got a VIP. I'm like, how the hell did you do this? Next thing you know, these five university students, okay, we had no business, are up in VIP because Serena got us passes from some person she met and we're hanging out with the DJs. And when I say like hanging out with major DJs and club people and like industry people, like I'm talking top tier. If I could relate it to hip hop because um, it was Andy C who was, who was DJing that night. Like we saw Andy C, his management company, and other people it's like us going to for today's hip-hop like i don't know some concert and like being on stage with like uzi like going backstage with those kind of guys like little uzi and his management team like that's how big it was and we ended up spending the whole night in like in like vip and it was towards the end of the night so it wasn't like the hype part but it was still such a cool experience of being like yo we just came out as these university students you know probably looking dorky as shit and next thing you know we're in fucking vip and having a great fucking time and it's like thanks Serena that was fun. So I got to like rub elbows with some industry uh, people back then, but I'm so dumb and young. Like sometimes when I sit back and I think about it, I'm like, why was I so timid? I should have been like, like, here's my business card or give me your business card. Let me hook up with you. And like, I don't know, do something. I don't know. I was young. I still don't even know what I want to get out of that, but whatever. But that's what happened back uh, at that club back in the day. And I don't know why I can't remember what it's called. Like, this is so bad. Like, it's not the docks. It's called something else now. But whatever. Paulson Pier. Paulson Pier. Yeah, anyways. So that's where it was. Uh, that's on the east end of Toronto, uh, down by the water. And there's still, like, a driving range and stuff like that now. But back then, like, that was a place to go for fun. Like, big club events happened. It's kind of like, um, uh, what's the other one called? man, I'm forgetting all my Toronto club stuff. And it's like, I feel like I should have started talking about 
Toronto back then in the club district, because I'm going to go into a little bit more recent stuff that were not in Toronto shortly. So back in the day, Toronto was the fucking shit. Okay. Fuck this generation because they do not understand what it was like to be in Toronto in the 2000s, in the early 2000s. Yeah. 2000 to 2010. Okay. And even before 2000, because there used to be these, these streets called Richmond and Adelaide. Not used to. They're still there, but what they stood for and what they represented is nothing like today. Richmond and Adelaide were known as the club district and they're in downtown Toronto. And it's from like probably like John to like Peter and probably a little bit more extended than that. But like, you'll see, you'll, you'll feel, you'll realize with Toronto streets, like they're all like names. Like people are like, go up on John, go down on Peter. Like it's like this stupid joke from back in the day. But anyways, um, but the club district, like on a Friday night, bruh, you dress in your finest. People did not play. Dress in your finest. Smell good. Look good. You go down with your buddies, no matter where you came from. It's like everyone from the greater Toronto area would like come down to downtown. There would be thousands of young people on the streets ready to party, ready to pick up. Like you didn't even have to go to a club to pick up someone. Dress up, look nice, stand on the side of the street and guaranteed you'd get picked up by someone. Like, I remember one time I was standing at the corner of the street. I sound like a fucking hooker. And I'm, I'm not. Okay, I'm not. And I was not. <laughs> and there was a guy who I, I, I'd known before from, like, uh, I think a course I'd taken when I was, like, 19, 20. In that year that I took off, I met him then. So it's, like, a few years later. And I'm chilling with my girlfriends, like, trying to wait for everybody to come together. And there's a guy with a freaking Escalade turning the corner. And the guy's, like, looking at me. And I go, Ridgeway? He's like, yo! Like... Like, this is what I'm, like, I can't explain the feeling of the fact that you just see people that you know, people you didn't know. The amount of people who probably have husbands and wives from that time, it's just probably, like, such a high number, and it's such good nostalgia. Like, when they decided, or the city decided that, it was getting too out of control. Because literally, when I say Friday and Saturday, and even Thursday, like, that area would be lock off. You could barely drive through there. And you'd have to to go to the clubs because there were so many clubs. There's probably like, I don't know, maybe 25 to 50 clubs easily within a very small radius. Like there's money, system sound bar. There's like glow. Like there's just, man, there's just so many clubs there. And they decided they're going to make condos in order to get people out of that area. And like I went there, I think last year on a Saturday night and I was like, I was going out and uh, I was having dinner. And I didn't even recognize where I was. I was like, yo, this is so weird. Like the amount of businesses and clubs and like it was a pickup spot. But at the same time, like it was just like Toronto's finest. You see a lot of fights, man. I I only got into two fights and each time I did not instigate them. One fight, <laughs> which I'm going to talk about on one of the party nights. So let's, let's go to the Toronto club area. Now we're the club, Toronto club scene. So let's pick up the story and go back there. So I went out one day with my girl B. My best friend B is like five foot two, five foot three. Okay. And she was having a great time that night. And I'm six feet tall almost. I was six feet back then. I've shrunk a little bit, you know, old age. And we went out and we went to this club. And I don't remember whose birthday. I think it was Elham's birthday. And it was just me and her who went because we were coming from Saga, Mississauga. And uh, when we got there, we ended up seeing guys that we knew from high school. And actually, these are guys who I grew up with from like kindergarten and stuff like that. And... I was driving, so I wasn't really drinking, but my friend wasn't, so they were giving her drinks and whatever. And so we're having a great time. And uh, 
like, you know, my friend is about the nicest person, sweetest person ever, like, would never harm a fly, nothing like that. She's just super chill. So we go, and we're drinking, and we're having a great time, and it's like, let's go home. So we go home, and we're walking out the club, and she sees someone, and she's like, oh, you look nice. And I guess it was with some guy. Like, it wasn't, she was not trying to pick him up, because I think at the time she must have been dating someone who I think, yeah, I think she was dating him then. And um, she was just like, oh, you look nice, like, whatever. And the guy's girlfriend's like, what'd you say to my man? And I was like, oh, fuck this. Like, bruh, I do not have time for this. Number one, I'm sober. I'm tired. I want to go home. I want to drop my friend off at her house. And I want to get to where I'm going. And <laughs> like, my friend's like, I said, look nice. Like, I, I, don't, I don't remember exactly what she said, but she really just said that someone looked nice. And the girl starts to try to lunch for her. I was like, yo, you got to be fucking kidding me. My friend with her little ass self, okay, is like, had had a good time, you know? And she was in a social happy mood. And here comes this heifer. And as a bigger woman, you know, I can appreciate a bigger woman as well. But you ain't going to come lay out on my freaking five foot two, five foot three. No, she's five two, man. She's five two. Five foot two best friend. You know, I'm confused because she says she's five two and three quarters. And I, I've never seen her three quarters. So she's five two in my opinion. Okay. Yeah, that's for you. Um, so she comes and starts trying to swing at my friend. So my friend now tries to, to like swing, but she's not steady. She's been having a great time. <laughs> so imagine this, picture this. So I'm standing there. My friend's to the left of me. I have one hand, like a soccer mom holding her back. The girl's on the right hand side of me, like in front of me, trying to punch and, and fight my friend. And at one, so then I just swung. I remember I just swung at her like, yo, stop. And now she's trying to swing at me. So I'm literally holding my best friend back with one hand who's trying to do her own little work <laughs> and this girl trying to fight me and I'm using one other hand and I'm like trying to like fight this girl with my right hand and at the same time her boyfriend starts coming out of nowhere trying to fight I'm like who are you coming to fight and then like I hit a girl I remember saying sorry that wasn't for you that was for her like I remember that specifically because it was one of her friends I was like sorry it's not for you because her friends weren't jumping in because they realized how asinine this was like you can tell my friend is like happy and she's just like hey everyone and you're coming to fight her because she said something nice like oh you look nice and at the same time this guy's being a fucking punk ass bitch oh bitch gender neutral and like trying to fight me and my friend and then next thing i know like i'm like trying to swing and i'm tired like <laughs> holding my friend back and then you hear someone go popo popo because police were turning the corner next thing you know we just disbanded and it's like everyone was like like shut down shut down like get out like you know and when we turned the corner, what was funny was, like, we ended up seeing, like, a bunch of our, our friends, like, our guy friends and, like, their partners and whatever. And we we're like, like, what happened to you guys? We're like, yo, we just got into a fight, man. <laughs> like, what? Because, like, if you know me and my friends, we are not people to, like, physically fight unless it's instigated. And like I said, someone having a great time, being happy, super happy, like, go lucky and saying something nice to someone is not grounds for you to start to start with your ghetto ratchet self and talk about don't say that to my man i'm like where do we live we live in fucking canada why are you speaking like this like chat anyway so that was a time in the club district when i had a little bit of a fun i guess i i laugh now at it because it was really funny to me because i was like what just happened and like like how are we getting into a fight we just had a great time like what anyways let's move forward so you know i had some more uh good times and one of them was when i was traveling when i went to malaysia um anytime you go to uh in, not not asia yeah anytime you go to asia 
go to a reggae bar, find a reggae bar in every major city. They always have one. And I think I spoke about this, but reggae bars are like the best thing ever because it really draws a really cool crowd of people to the scene. And I remember being at this reggae bar in Malaysia. I didn't really want to go out that night. I was with my travel group and they're like, let's go because we were in uh, Kuala Lumpur. That's where this specific bar was, I believe, um, for three nights or two nights. And I said, fine, let's go. So we go. And when we get there, like the bartenders are like trying to impress. They're like, who wants shots? It's like, yeah, we all want shots. So they start lining up the bar of shots. Like it's like super sick. And they start like lighting it on fire. And it's like, it's, a, it's like that type of bar where you're having so much fun. And next thing I know, like as usual, me having a great time, I got on the table and I just started to dance. And like, we're having so much fun. And like I said, I'm not five foot 80 pounds. I'm a large person. I had no business being on this table and starting a dance party. Next thing you know, some of the people I'm traveling with are getting on the tables and everyone's starting to have so much fun and we're letting this whole place just go fucking wild. Like, and I remember meeting this Australian guy and he was like, he started talking with the barks. I think I got down at one point. So I was like, I gotta go. And that's the problem with me. I will start the shit, have the fun and then be like, what the fuck? What am I doing right now? Let me go. <laughs> like I just like dip. So I dip out to just like have a moment to myself and he's like like that was so cool man like and like you just got up there and just like did your thing I think he said something like that but you know it's like I might have like blah, 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 like with his fucking accent let me see if I can do an Australian accent um still have some shrimp on the barbie I might I saw you up on the table and you were having a no, that's not an accent no let me stop okay sorry <laughs> <laughs> but I remember him talking to me and just saying like, yo, you just got up there and did your thing. And then you just dipped and kind of thing. I was like, yeah, man, that's what I do. But it ended up being a lot of fun and like having the locals come and like all the tourists, because it's very touristy reggae bars. So kind of nice in that sense. You can be with like other like expats or travelers and uh, just like kind of like having the greatest time ever. So those are just some of my light party stories because there are many more that I cannot go into for legal reasons. <laughs> Not really, but you know, just to protect myself a little bit because that wild child has always been inside of me and I know that as I get older I struggle with that have fun party play all the time versus let's be serious about things and I think I've kind of struck a decent balance between party go crazy and then let's be serious about things so I hope you enjoyed that anyways let's wrap up today's episode but before we do I just want to talk about the month of December so yes I fucked off last week mental health but for the month of December, for the podcasts that I will be doing, because there will be probably another three, I promised myself to do 12 podcasts um, for the first season of this um, whole pod. And for the month of December, since it is Christmas, and I have been getting in the Christmas spirit, I put up that goddamn tree like three weeks, two, three weeks ago now, and I don't even have all the ornaments on there. Like, I don't even care. I just like to see the tree lit at night. It makes me feel happy with all this bullshit of 2020. I just need something to make me happy. And it's there. But to continue with that, I will be doing Christmassy style drinks throughout December. I'm thinking about doing a range of like ones that are like TikTok-y creations because they always have some fucking crazy ass shit. All alcoholic, of course. <laughs> and the second bit, either like a Christmas beer or, you know, like mulled wine, stuff like that. I just want to create some different kind of drinks or purchase something that is Christmassy because it's just a season to, you know, for no rhyme and reason, basically. So I hope you're going to enjoy that. And maybe you can try them as well and let me know how they go. But anyways, to recap on today's episode, it's just more like 
you know, don't let things get you down as usual. You know, try to get yourself out the gutter as usual. Uh, have your resilient playlist as usual. But you know what? Never, ever kill your party person inside of you because that's what's going to take you through some of those rough times too. Because when I wasn't feeling that well last week, I they came back to mind. Like I'm like, look all the fun shit you've done in life. Like, you couldn't even list it all because you can't remember everything because I have a shit memory. But, um, you know, it really made me happy. But anyways, hope to see you guys again next week for episode 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 11 of Brews and the Brew Ha Ha's with me, Cassandra Melody. Hope you have a great week. Bye.